ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Hi, everyone. This is Kyla. Today we are starting our 21-day devotional through the eyes of the last disciple. Let's get started. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Today we're continuing in our 21 days of fasting, going through uh, the book of John. And uh, today uh, we got to hear a little bit from Kyla. Hi, Kyla. Hello. (laughs) Um, She uh, talked a little bit about the the pruning process um, that God takes us through. And uh, she, you know, mentioned also that she's struggling going through her fasting of the ice cream and everything. It's hard, guys. Um, Let's talk about it. How's that going? (laughs) I want to ask you guys. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, okay. Well, that's a loaded question. It's like is picking it? your favorite child. It's like every picking your favorite you cereal, you picking so your favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I do have a favorite child. I do have a favorite ice cream. You though. do? It's, yeah, I do. All right, this it's, is actually a good judge of character, so we're going to really learn. Oh, you guys are going to judge okay, so bad. It's such ahead. a nerdy, lame flavor. Oh, no. Pistachio. Oh, I knew it. Once you said nerdy, I lame, I was like... pistachio ice cream. Okay, like, pistachio's good. It's so good. At least you and didn't say vanilla or what's cookies funny, and cream. That's, yeah, that's fair. That is basic. But it... <laughs> It's funny, like I can do without the pistachios. It's just that green, whatever that green ice cream, oh, like, like that a child. It's like just the color. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> like the pistachios are fine. I don't have to have them out or in. I just like it's that ice cream flavor. Whatever. Have you ever been to Twisty Cone? Of course. Okay, but, they do who the, are you talking the the to? pistachio <laughs> flavor blast. There is so elite. It's so good. <laughs> All right, I'll, now I'll have to go try it. But it's six more days. Can't try it. What's <laughs> your favorite, bro? No, I was just gonna say pistachio is one of those that I feel like as you get older, you start to like more. Like <laughs> yeah. as a kid, like that's not the one you go to. And, but no. then as you get older, I I've grown an appreciation for pistachio as well. What? It's <laughs> so it's like uh, such a oh, it's a good flavor. Have you been to? Um, in downtown O'Galley, there's a, a creamery there um, right next to Joanne's Perfect Pies. There's a creamery right oh. inside there. They make their own ice cream no. fresh in-house. And I've they been do to the ice pie cream. place. They do ice cream flights where you get to try oh. them. Abri and I, that's like a date night spot for Abri and oh, I. Oh, that there. will be for us Such from now on. Listen, I'm yeah. just going to say, if you watch their children, they'll bring you home ice cream. So <laughs> really? It's like always like, I'm like, okay, Don't fine. just throw that Let out. Let us know. <laughs> and then FM pizza ovens over there, yeah, which is so incredible. It's like we do. A, we do FM and then we go oh, straight to that is, the cream ring. That is a great date night. Go That's for incredible. It. You got it. We're doing it. All right. Okay. What's Kylie, your yeah, favorite You got, you got six cream. days okay. left though. Right. So. Yeah. So what's your first one? Okay. Six days are up. What's your first ice cream so you're going for? The brand is Jenny's and they're little like, what are they? Pints? Are those what they're called? Little pints of ice cream? Yeah. Um, and they make a Bramberry Crisp. Now, brother makes fun of me for this. Don't don't give that scowl, bro. <laughs> he really is. It's, He's a scowl for the like, ages. It tastes like a cobbler, and it's divine. I recommend. I do like You can cobblers. find that at all of your major grocery chains, Seven ninety nine at Publix. Publix, okay. Walmart, Aldi? Any, any, <laughs> probably not probably Aldi. Probably not Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if... Uh, I don't know if like Walmart or what. It's Even Walmart? Publix, oh, no, you're like Target know. or Publix. That's I only go to Publix. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no, but I, I'm a believer that, you know, fruit should just stay out of like ice cream oh, altogether. So but a pistachio anything. can make That's it? A, Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's a nut. So, um, but anyway, so mine like would be choosy. like a, a Reese's peanut butter cup, Ooh. moose tracks type of thing. So okay. That's mine. Basic. Whatever. Anyway, let's get to the sermon. So Pastor Tom went over a couple different doctrines that... He talked about today, starting with the uh, Trinity. And so this has been something that I've always kind of 
it's hard to wrap your head around. It's a hard concept to really teach people or tell people about. And if people, you know, question about it, it's kind of hard to um, give a, a firm answer with it. Um, but he talked about, you know, how the analogy of like the pie, three different slices doesn't quite really work. And more of the the analogy of the the water, you know, four, three different forms works uh, a little bit more. But mm. have you guys ever had a conversation discussing the Trinity or how do you wrap your head around uh, the Trinity? Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> I've question. never answered it very well. <laughs> you know, it's something that like I've been taught since I was little. And so I feel like I almost really, really believe it, you know, now. But then when people ask me, I struggled to explain it. And like he, you know, mentioned the water is something that I'm going to keep in my back pocket because that was a good way of explaining it where it made me get it even more. Yeah, no, definitely. It's an, it's a very complex topic in the Bible. And I think um, we get hung up on it a little bit, but obviously I, I've always heard the water one as well. And that seems to be a great way to, to, explain it. But then at the same time as Christians, we, we still almost talk about them as like separate entities, right? Like we'll talk about yeah, totally. God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus as completely separate entities. And it's sometimes hard not to, cause you see Jesus like praying to God, like, God, please like mm-hmm. let this cup pass from my hand, you know? And it's like, so it can be confusing, but, but no, I love the water analogy. It seems to make the most sense in my head, even though that topic still doesn't make total sense in my head, <laughs> even as a longtime believer in Christ follower. It's just, it's a, it's one of those that I attest to uh, it's a little bit just outside of my understanding and my human brain, I guess, mm-hmm. is some of, one of those things that might make a little more sense after the fact of, of this life, if that makes sense. Yeah. I've heard it kind of talked about it in the context of, of love. If, if God is love, then there has to be type of like, you know, a couple different forms mm. of God. And I forget exactly how they put it, but that was kind of like a concept that I didn't think about. You know, if you're looking at the Trinity in the the form of love and God, God is love, how does that work? And it only kind of works with that that dance of those three different forms um, to truly embody what love is. Mm. And so, um, but then he goes into the, um, the the doctrine of incarnation that Jesus will be fully God and fully man forever. Um, anything that stood out to you on that part of, uh, the sermon, you know, being able to look at God and, and know that he was fully man, you know, not just body, but in, in mind and, mm. and, and, you know, who he was as well. Um, anything st- stood out to you from that part? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it because that the Trinity is like so interesting, but I think it's. It's difficult to wrap your mind around this divine being who allowed himself to be made mortal and gave up some of his God power, right? I mean, but he is still fully God, still performing miracles. And we kind of understand that through the Holy Spirit, he's performing miracles. But then that's still, it's all wrapped up in one, right? But, and then, so say that again, as far as God is now, will be fully God and fully man forever. Mm-hmm. I that's, love that. Yeah, that's, that's what he said. And yeah, just taking in, into the context of, you know, when Jesus walked the earth and everything about like how it wasn't that he was just God in the body. It was like, mm. you know, he he embodied that that full connection there where he had the human mind and, mm-hmm. and the body as well. Yeah. Um, and I liked how he, um, you know, in the message, he explained it where as you know, it being fully God and fully man, he was able to execute more than just a temporary like rescue plan. Like mm-hmm. it was really able to 
conquer death and bring us life. And um, I think it, there's so much power in that. And sometimes mm. we, I don't know, sometimes we kind of are like, okay, Jesus, you know, like, you know, I don't know. It's not, it's, <laughs> I don't realize so that there's is- like a power in it, like that he's able to conquer that, you know, and it's more than just a temporary fix. And as a human, know? like he conquered it as one of us, yes. you know, like, yeah, that's, that's, in- <laughs> I, I think it's true. We do kind of, because we hear it, we talk about it so much as Christians in the church, and it's just kind of like nonchalant, like, yeah, yeah matter he just of did fact. This. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he did it. He's Jesus. He did it. Like, of course he did it. He's Jesus. But it's like, <laughs> it's still incredible, like, to, yeah. when you really think about what we're talking about here. Yeah, and he became like us so that we could eventually, you know, be like more like him mm. and, and being like that. So. I think makes me think of like coming to, you know, somebody's level and it's like if you want to have a relationship with somebody and you're just going to talk down to them or if you're going to talk, you know, separate from them, you're, you're not really going to meet them where they are, how that doesn't really work a lot mm-hmm. of the times and right. how much more impactful and how much more it resonates if you go into their environment, you mm, go into, right. you know, being where they are, you walk on the same road, you eat the same food, you, you know, that is how you build relationships. And he talks about in the, you know, we're, we're talking about this, the whole uh, series is, you know, merging your world with, um, I forget how he said it, mer- merging your personal world with your church world, mm-hmm. um, you know, as being that, you know, how can we do that through that, that BLESS acronym that we talked about yes. last time is, you know, we're, we're meeting them where they are and, you know, you're, you're eating with them, you're, you're having the, that connection with them a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I thought that was like a really good point to, to bring up as well. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of is, well, not really, but kind of like the whole undercover boss thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, <laughs> it I watch bosses get, you, you watch oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like the boss is like putting himself in the employee yeah. situation mm-hmm. to see what they're dealing with. And sometimes it's like, man, my employees stink. Yeah. <laughs> like they're terrible at what they do. And then sometimes it's like, wow, they have it really rough and they'll like bless their employee with something. But yeah, it just kind of reminds me of that because like the boss is like taking himself out of his position and putting himself in the position of the employee. He mentioned, and it's tie-in with that, he mentioned in the message that, you know, the son was willing to become like us so Mm. we can become more like him. Yeah, So it was just, kind of tie it all in. You yeah, know? yeah, or, absolutely. Because, yeah, no, sometimes they'll go in. employees. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, the boss will go in and he'll see the way, like, a manager would operate. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, this is not good. Like, he is, this is not representing yeah. anything I want to represent. Yeah, no, it's, it is very similar. Yeah, that's, I don't know why I thought of that. No, that's well, because it, it makes sense. Yeah, it totally. makes sense for sure. Um, and then we go into the, the third one, so the doctrine of adoption. And this one, I think, stood out to me the most uh, in the, the sermon because – you know, I've, I haven't really thought fully about, you know, that concept of adoption. And so he reading from one of the quotes that he says is the doctrine of adoption uh, presupposes that we are not naturally a part of God's family, Mm. but we, but must be adopted into that family through an action of God. This biblical teaching strongly opposes the mindset of our culture that assumes everybody is a child of God. And I thought that was, that was an interesting point because yeah, you just think, well, as a human, you know, as, you know, I, I'm already a child of God and that nothing had to happen for, for that to take place. But yeah, it took the action of God in order for that to happen. And that um, adoption, you know, doctrine is very important with it. It it rang a little bit different to me today. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I, anything from that that you guys, uh, you know, took, took away from when you started talking about adoption? Yeah. I mean, it's even almost more powerful, like when you think like, 
especially when you go after that, right? Like the doctrine of adoption. Then it says once you are adopted, you're like grafted in, like you are a part of his family. Like you are a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's almost that idea of like, it's not just my son. So I, I gotta love him. It's like, no, I'm choosing to love this person and and welcome them into my family. So it's almost, it's heavier for me. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think the thing, the main thing that stuck out for me was the dog Leo. Lido. Lilo. 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 It really stuck out for me. I <laughs> really remembered his name. Um, I'm no. sitting there like, oh. I know. But I mean, it was a good, you know, point where it's we are wandering the streets alone. Like we need mm. someone to adopt us, you know, and um, we're we're a lot like Lilo. Yeah. We're like, we're doing our best, but we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we <laughs> help. need help. So <laughs> Yeah, but kind of without hope and without a purpose, just homeless mm. um, until until we are adopted. Mm. You know. Yeah, and he also um, mentioned a quote as well that you know salvation is certainly free, but at mm. the same time it costs us everything. We are to die to ourselves as we change into the likeness of Christ. A person with faith in Jesus will lead a progressively changed life. Discipleship and obedience are the response that will no doubt occur when one truly comes to Christ in faith. And, you know, that it gives, it gives us purpose. Like you said, you know, we can be that homeless dog walking around the earth and without God, we're kind of, there's purpose, you know, we don't have a purpose and we don't have that, um, that connection. And so, you know, we can fill those voids with other different things, or we can chase these different, you know, rabbit holes that we can go down to, you know, but until we truly are adopted and true and truly accept that through God and have that purpose, he, he changes us into who we were created to be. Mm. And, you know, Kyla talked a little bit about that with that pruning process. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't truly become, you know, the person who God has, has intended to until you start going through that, that process and, and that changing process there. Right. It's like your salvation, it's free. You, you believe it, you accept it, but then pastor Tom so, so believe it, receive it, and then but you got to become it mm-hmm. after that. And that, that's where the pruning process comes in. Yeah, it's free, but I'm going to take off that branch. I'm going to take off this branch. You're going to take away some of these. Like, you know what I mean? There, there is definitely a change that has to take place. So it's not just completely free of, I'm going to be the same person I am, and I'm just going it. I just punched my ticket to heaven. That's uh-huh. it. Like, there's got to be, there's got to be a visible change. And I think whenever I was talking about being kind of uncomfortable, because it's mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable, like yeah. no one, you lose part of who you are. Um, and and sometimes when you're, you know, in it, you don't see what God sees, which is the whole picture, you know. And, and what's funny is when you said that from stage, my initial reaction because of our society was like, I don't want to lose who I am. I I love who I am. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm so, like, don't change. But it's like, hold on, no, like we are not perfect, so mm-hmm. we do need to change who we are. There's always room for improvement. And so, like, yeah, you said that, and I was like, wow, our world is even messed up. My brain, like, right when you said, I was like, I don't want to lose who I am. But it's like, no, you, I should lose who I am so I can become more like him. Mm-hmm. Challenge. Yeah, you challenged me. <laughs> that's for sure. I was like, oh, shame on you, Britt. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I think that it was interesting whenever he just kind of you know, said, ask the question, how do you know if I'm, how do you know if you're a Christian or not? Yeah. And that was something that really, you know, I feel like I've been asked that by friends. I've asked that to myself, like, am I, am I adopted? You know? Mm-hmm. And so kind of a couple of his points really like stuck out for me, you know, on, on being able to answer those questions for other people. But then also, you know, whenever I, I used to question myself, like, am I really, a Christian? Like, how do I, you yeah. know, how do I get there? 
I've oh. gotten to a point where I'm just like, hey, that fingers crossed. question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no. I, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've, I've asked myself a question. I, I ask myself that question, uh, you know, yeah, no, all the time. Absolutely. And so yeah. it's, you know, I go through a point where I feel distant or I, mm. you know, feel like there are certain, you know, circumstances that come that, you know, kind of push me to that where, you know, if, if I'm questioning God this much during this period of my life or if I'm going through this time where, you know, my life isn't looking that that great or that, you know, church-like, you know, am I truly a Christian? And I feel like mm. I should feel a different way or my life should look a different way. And I've, you know, gone through that um, for sure. And so what what is what is something that you guys have kind of been able to cling to when asking yourself that maybe in the past or, you know, if, if somebody that you know is asking that, how, what is a good, you know, direction to point them to, or is, is there anything that you guys cling to with that? Wow. <laughs> That's it. That is a tough question, but I would say, um, not, I would say the fruits of your life are a good indicator. I think, I mean, if you're just surrounded by bad fruit then I mean, I don't know. I mean, and not always, there's times when maybe, you're just—I actually heard a pastor say this once. He said, you know, you can sometimes take the right door, but at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and the devil will do that. Satan will, like, just throw timing off. He can use timing as, like, you know, maybe that is a door God wants you to take, but not till this point or until, you know, whatever. And so even when you have, you know, fruit around you that maybe not isn't showing success, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily isn't a, an end-all. But more often than not, if the fruit— that you're producing is sour. It's probably a good indicator that you're not on the track that God wants you to be on. It. That's kind of the best way I would say. So, if I start seeing things around me that are just, just pump, like dying around me and falling apart, and just I usually tend to say, okay, let's reassess here. Not that oh, I'm not a Christian, but let me reassess where I'm at here and kind of reassess my relationship with God, or at least maybe just the trajectory on um, maybe I made a miscalculation here or, or a wrong choice here, and I'm just. Um, but as far as just knowing I'm a Christian and knowing that I'm saved, man, that's that's one of those where just my faith yeah. just falls on that because I, like I said, almost that the joke of oh fingers crossed, like it's almost <laughs> like a not a joke. I'm like you know I'm doing everything in my power to maintain this good relationship with God, and so I, I'm just trusting in Him that that His side of the deal is going to be taken care of as well. I think I'm going to do more now. What was kind of suggested with those three things that he said for it, which was like, we accepted it, we're receiving it, and now we're going to become it. Mm. Um, and kind of, so it was a way to like answer someone else's questions. And even because, I mean, inevitably, I'm going to ask myself that again and again and again and mm-hmm. again. So kind of keep that in like, okay, you have accepted it. You know, you you do believe it and, and you are becoming it. So like ha- holding my faith strong in that, um, those three points. I like that become word too, because it's not like yeah. a it does it's not like a period. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a dot dot dot. It's like become is just like is constant. You're mm-hmm. constantly becoming. So I like that it's it even mm-hmm. that final step, the believe, receive, and then become is kind of an active, continual thing. I yep. like I like that. It's gotta keep pruning you. Yeah. Because you keep growing branches. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's that's that's, that's one of the yeah, <laughs> most important parts of it is that process, that becoming, because I remember when I went to, you know, youth group camps and all back in middle school and all that, it was like, you went through this process, a bunch of people got saved, a bunch of people committed their life to Jesus. And then it would be like, okay, well then real world world hits you, you go back to school. 
certain people participate in mm. certain sins and then you come back the next year and then people are like, oh, I feel like I need to get saved again. Yeah. Now, last last yeah. year wasn't yeah. that yeah. commitment. It wasn't that. It know, worked for a couple yeah. of weeks. But. It was like, well, and it, it's like that questioning of, you know, maybe I need to do it again because maybe the, the parts in my life weren't completely pruned out. And, yeah. but when it's you like think of it as a process, yeah, it's like, it's like maybe I truly wasn't saved because my life would look a different way mm. if I was truly saved. Right. And so I just remember that in, you know, church camps, it would be like, yeah, certain people would, you know, commit their life one year, then the next year, then the next year. And it would be like, okay, well, this, it's not about, it's not all about the, the event, the sinner's prayer of, right. of all the that. Moment. It's yeah. exactly. It's like, it's more than that. It's more of, of, of embodying, you know, who God is and that, that process, uh, along it with it. But I think that's a trap where we, we think that because after, you know, because, because we committed our life to Jesus on this day and because I committed this certain sin or I went through this period in my life, you know, after that, maybe I need to recommit myself now because right. of, of that, it kind of, yeah, like it negates it. I don't know why I'm thinking of all these analogies, but now I'm thinking of like Mario where like you get a mushroom <laughs> and you get like bigger, right? Uh-huh. And then like, it's not like you just say, you say yes to Jesus and now you're changed uh-huh. and then, oh, you hit an obstacle oh, and you're shrunk again, right? And you lose your change. Like, yeah. It's not like that. It's, it's, it's just, it's, that moment is important because that's the decision. But then every moment after that, you just have to continually make a decision. It's not... Like you said, it's not just some magic spell. Yeah. You're not just going to do that moment, say the sinner's prayer, and now everything changes. Mm-hmm. Like, and some people experience that. Some people have incredible Holy Spirit moments, and that and it, that that is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But typically not. <laughs> typically. Yeah. And then on the other side, if you think you've achieved it and you've done it and your goal is set and you check your pulse and you're still breathing, you didn't. You're still becoming. <laughs> you are still in that, in that become process. stage until your pulse is gone. Definitely. You are still in that become process. Yeah. Um, and so anything else that stood out to you guys on the sermon today before I wrap up? I mean, I think the last point that he made regarding grace, mm-hmm. that um, being confident in that and like knowing that God's grace it will never be able to outrun it. He kept saying that, that, that it'll just no, at no point will we be out be able to outrun mm. the grace of God. Yeah. So, um, so that good. was like, oh, this, that's it. It really you know? is. It's relieving. It's like, yeah, because I really... But, <laughs> Would have run out by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that's a good that's a good point and that's a good reassurance, you know, to know that we, you know, can't get too far away from God and always he's always chasing after us there. Um but just wanted to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we'll continue next week going into the last couple days of the 21 day fast. Keep going strong and we'll see you next week. Bye.